0: Hello, friend. I'm Mike McCurry, and you're listening to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast, and I'm very thankful that you are. Without further ado, we are going to jump in to the Bible Tracked Echoes blast from the past. Dr. Paul Levine, the originator, the founder of this very radio ministry, he's going to continue the middle portion of a message that he preached many years ago. Now, this message at the time was directed at teenagers, But this thought, what he wants to convey to you, what Dr. Paul's heart's desire was so many decades ago, is still very true today. We ask as we begin this question, what does repentance mean? Many battles have been fought over this word. Many words have been exchanged. But Dr. Paul is going to, in a very simplistic way, he's going to share with us what the Bible tells us about repentance and how it might apply to you. Listen now to Dr. Paul Levine.
1: Now, what does it mean then? What does it mean to obey the gospel? Well, to obey the gospel, let me tell you first what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean to obey your conscience. You see, you might obey your conscience and, uh, and go haywire. You say, you mean that? Yes. The Apostle Paul, with a clear conscience, before he was saved, with a clear conscience was putting Christians to death. He thought he was doing the right thing. See? And Jesus said to his people one day, he said, the day will come when the folks who kill you will think they're doing God's service. Your conscience has to be regulated by something. And if you regulate your conscience by the movie crowd and the rock crowd and the dirty literature crowd and the, and the booze crowd, your, your conscience won't help you. You've got to get your conscience lined up with the Bible. See? But if you just obey your conscience, that's not, that's not, that's not obeying the gospel. And uh, to obey obey the gospel doesn't just mean obey your conscience, obey the laws of the land, obey the church rules, obey some lodge rules or something like that. To obey the gospel means to believe the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and act on that. You believe you're a sinner because the Bible says so. And you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. You believe that because God says so. And then... Believing the message of the gospel, you do something about it. What are you supposed to do? Well, there are two terms in the Bible. One term is the term repent. The other term is the term believe. If you really believe, you'll repent. If you really repent, you'll believe. What does it mean to repent? To repent means right about face. You're going this way to hell. You decide you're going to turn around and go this way to heaven. You're going to turn your back on sin and receive Jesus Christ and be saved. When you decide by an act of your will to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's obeying the gospel. Now, what's going to be the end of those who will not obey the gospel? They'll wind up in hell. That's where they'll wind up. It's a horrible thing to think that even a teenager might die in their sins and be lost forever in hell. All right? Now, the Bible says, the Bible says, God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. That's Acts 17, 50. Now, it's a command. See, you've got to obey that command to be saved, you see. What shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible speaks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 6 and verse 7 speaks of some priests who obeyed the gospel, see. Okay, now look. You may be good morally, you may have joined the church, you may be president of the Young People's Society back home, but unless you have, by an act of your will, turned from your sin, received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you haven't obeyed the gospel yet. See? You have to obey the gospel in order to be saved. Now, why is it that somebody would disobey the gospel and and reject Jesus Christ? Well, number one, it might be because they they say, that's not for me. That might be for somebody else, but that's not for me. There was a girl here this year, one of our youth weeks. You know what she said? God won't forgive me. She didn't believe it was for her. God won't forgive me. I've been too wicked. A teenage girl has gone deep into sin, young folks, so deep into sin that she said, I've gone so far into sin, God won't forgive me. Yes, he will forgive you. I don't care who you are what you've done. He'll forgive you, and the gospel is for you, for you. All right. Some folks uh, disobey the gospel because they don't like God. They got something against the giver, or they call God a liar, or for some other reason. Now, look. I want to get. I want to. I want to impress on you one thing now before we go. To obey the gospel, young people. Now, please get this. Understand this. To obey the gospel is not just simply to believe what the Bible says about Jesus Christ. You can believe everything the Bible says about Jesus Christ and die in your sins and go to hell. You see, uh, the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And Unless you understand what he's talking about, you say, well, I believe. I've always believed. See, you've heard folks say that, haven't you? Well, I've always believed. That's like a girl saying, I've always been engaged. Well, no, you haven't always been engaged. How many girls here tonight are engaged? Let's see your hands. (laughs) <laughs> not even one. <laughs> oh me! All right. Now, have you ever heard of a girl who says, "Hey, you're not lying to me, are you, girls?" Anybody, any girl engaged here? Put your hand up. Let me see. There's one. Any more? Hey, girlie, back there. Have you always been engaged? No. See, she hasn't always been engaged. If you're going to, if um, people don't engage, till, uh, people don't get engaged till they're around thirty-five or forty, and so. To be engaged, you have to have a man, you have to have a lady, you have to have a moon, and you have to have a sparkler, and you have to some, have some guy get down on his knees and, and say, Wilt thou marry me? Or, or it has to be leap year. And she runs in down till she catches him and, and says, You're going to marry me, see? Okay. <laughs> now, uh, Somebody says, I've always been engaged. No, you haven't either always been engaged. There had to be a time and a place. All right, now look. You ever hear anybody say, I've always believed in Jesus? No, you haven't. You may have always believed about Jesus, but you haven't always believed on the Lord Jesus, the kind of believing that gets you saved. Now, there had to be a time when you believed on Christ to be saved. There had to be a place. You may not remember that place, and you may not remember that time, but there was a time and there was a place. See Now let me give you a Bible illustration of what I'm saying before we go. Open your Bibles now to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. Let me show you something here. Okay, let's go to verse 22. Acts chapter 26, verse 22. Paul says, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and the great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. All right, now let's back up a minute and see what this is all about. I went too quickly there. Some of you are still hunting for Acts. It goes past Genesis and Exodus. Clear on by there. All right, you got it now? Acts chapter 22. Paul standing before a king. And Paul says to this king... Ever since I've been saved, I've been witnessing. That's wonderful. He never quit. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing. He never quit. All right. Now, supposing Paul walk up here on the platform, we meet the Apostle Paul. And Are you the Apostle Paul? Yes. Did you uh, write about half the books of the Bible? Yes. Are you the Paul that they're talking about here? In Acts chapter 26, verse 22, Paul says, yes. And from the time you got saved, you've been witnessing? Yes. Tell us, Paul, what did you witness about? Did you have a New Testament? No, it didn't have a New Testament. It wasn't written yet. Well, if you didn't have a New Testament, what did you talk about? Did you talk about Jesus? Yes, talked about Jesus. What scripture did you use? Only scripture I had, I used the Old Testament. See, Now, let's get this straight. What did you say, Paul? Did you talk about Jesus when you witnessed? Yes. What scriptures you use? The Old Testament scriptures. All right, now watch this. He says, I have been witnessing both the small and the great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Now, who are the prophets? Well, the Old Testament prophets. And Moses was the prophet. Now, here's the apostle Paul talking about Jesus and the scriptures that he uses of the Old Testament, the books of prophets and the writings of Moses. Well, somebody says, what did those prophets say about Jesus? What did Moses say about Jesus? Well, he tells us, verse 23, look at it. Here, number one, that Christ should suffer. Now, there you have the death of Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins and mine. What else? That he should be the first that should rise from the dead. That's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, who said so? Moses said so. Who else said so? The prophets said so. Where did they say so? In the Old Testament. Number three, verse 23. Now, number three, not only that Christ should suffer and be raised again from the dead, but that he should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. In other words, he'd be the Savior. All right. Now, I know you're a little groggy because you've been driving a long ways and all that, but... Wake up and sit up and perk up. Now, I want to show you something here. Paul said, I have been witnessing about what the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ would suffer, be raised from the dead, he'd be the Savior. Now, jump down to verse 27. Talking to this king. He says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? You believe those prophets? And then he says, I know that thou believest. I know you believe these prophets. You see, King Agrippa was a Jew too. And evidently he knew something about the Old Testament. So the apostle Paul says to King Agrippa, do you believe those prophets? I know you do. Well, now look, young folks, if King Agrippa believed those prophets, what did he believe? He believed in the death of Christ. If he believed those prophets, he believed in the resurrection of Christ. You can find it in Isaiah 53. You can find it in, in, uh, in Psalm 22 and, and many other places. If King Agrippa believed the prophets, he believed in the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and that Christ was the Savior. Because that's what the prophets foretold. And, and, and if he believed the prophets, that's what he believed. But notice something. Even though King Agrippa believed in the death of Christ, believed in the resurrection of Christ, and believed that Jesus Christ was the Savior, he was on his way to hell. Why not? Because he hadn't obeyed the gospel. He hadn't obeyed the gospel. He had never repented and turned to Christ. He had never received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So even though he believed in the death of Christ, the burial and resurrection of Christ, the saving work of Christ, he's on his way to hell because he had never obeyed the gospel and never received Jesus Christ and been born again.
0: Friend, as Dr. Paul so eloquently put it, do you understand what Christ did for you? Do you understand the price that he paid. Oh, I hope you do, friend. If you're under the sound of my voice and you say, you know what, this has convinced me. I've got to accept salvation. Could I tell you, you could contact me right now. Text me at this phone number. You ready? 309-316-7240. That's 309-316-7240. If you're listening right now, please, please tune in tomorrow for the final installment of this powerful and impactful message from Dr. Paul Levine. Have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated.